On R2C2, CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco guide listeners through everything going on in the MLB, NBA, and NFL. They also talk to friends, athletes, and celebrities about the world of sports and much more. Check out R2C2 with CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. A one-game playoff, somebody's going to be in a really good mood. Somebody's going to be in a real crummy mood in about, I don't know, 24 hours or so. Uh, Bill from Los Angeles, welcome back. What's up, buddy? Is it true that A-Rod's going to be announcing this game? It will be Matt Vescursion and Alex Rodriguez. That is correct. That's why I'll be at Fenway Park. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Can the Mannings have the alternate broadcast? Like, like I had... I already feel like we're in the hole. I feel like we're down two runs because A-Rod is the announcer. So what are you trying to pull, like Poppy and Pedro out? I mean, you have enough Red Sox in media, for goodness sakes. A-Rod hates the Red Sox and we hate him. So now he's announcing the game? That's so not that fun. So that has not like, been like smoothed over because of the fact no. that you guys beat him in 04 and no. you know, you've won a bunch. You still, you still detest A-Rod to no end. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I'm he's, surprised by that. He's the slap, the turn slap on a Royal guy to me. And the guy who, um, thank God we didn't get him because then we ended up winning three, four World Series, three when he was playing and then a fourth one after he retired. You but, know, I don't think I ever told you this. I was at the Bronson Arroyo slap game sitting in the right field bleachers. Yeah. So this was before you could see like a replay on your phone or you didn't have like the technology to know what the hell was going on. From Yankee Stadium right field bleachers, it looked like A-Rod just collided into a Royal. Like, you could not see him slap the gloves. So, that was when the Yankee fan is saying, here we go again. The Red Sox are going to melt. This is going to be some crazy way they end up coming back and winning this game. And that was when a bunch of Yankee fans were acting like jackasses. They threw shit on the the field, if you remember. Because they didn't know what, not to defend it, Bill, but they didn't know what was going on. And it's kind of crazy thinking about like a big game then and a big game now and like the, you know. The yeah, you know on Twitter. Points, yeah. It's it's different world, bro. Different world. Well, I mean, there are a lot of ways the rivalry flipped during those four days in October. TM, 30 for 30. But uh, you know, us I getting... actually sat through and watched that. Good. You I'm would, glad. You know, I, I, I actually it, did. You know what? I that hope you were miserable. Pitch. When I'm in like uh, 
you know, a really good moon. I got to be brought down a little bit. That's right up my alley. I'm glad. Um, we got that call on the, on the A-Rod call, which had gone against the Red Sox for a hundred million years. And then we had, I forget if it was six or seven, cause it all blends into like one four game game at this point. But we had the home run that nobody was sure it was a home run. And then they ruled it was a home run. Mark Bellhorn. I remember Mark that. Bellhorn. Bellhorn. Yeah. Those were two calls that we never got. Tony Clark hitting the ground rule double that if it didn't bounce into the stands, been Fenway, which I game four or game five. I can't remember that either. But that was another bounce. It was like all the bounces, all the lucks, all the calls. It all flipped over those four days, and we've been riding it ever since. And now it's in real jeopardy in this playing game. Because well, and that's where I, I feel like go. if that's you win this game, go. you guys get the upper hand again. Yeah, I have to deal with you, you know fucking what? dicks yes. again. Yes, but you can ram back in my face if they lose to Tampa or lose to somebody else that you've won in 07 and 13 and 2018 and on and on we go. 04. But to me, let's start 04, here. There's 07, a lot, all right, all right. 13, There's a 18. lot more on the line. For the Yankees, I think, in this game than there is the Boston Red hey, Sox. You're totally wrong. You're totally wrong. What do you mean I'm totally wrong? You're totally you have wrong. World Championships. No. I have won in the last no. 19 years. What you don't, don't understand. I understand? The, the, the skeletons of 78, the one-game playoff in Fenway, the fact that we just celebrated another anniversary where it's if it's October 2nd, the, any Red Sox fan older than 40, they just know instinctively October 2nd. I know what that date is. And now it all comes back. And listen, ESPN's going to do their part. It's run by a Yankee fan, Jimmy Pataro. He's going to be ordering them, hey, anytime there's a break, a low in the action, run Bucky Dent, run Lou Pinella stabbing his glove out and saving like what would have been a triple and inside the park homer. Run the Yaz pop-up against Gossage. They're going to be playing the hits. I know how this is going to go. And it's not a very good Red Sox team. It's not a good Yankee team either. And one of the fascinating things about this playing game is it's it's like a 25 guys versus 25 guys game. I don't know how many guys are going to play on each team, but I, I feel like we're going to use at least seven pitchers. You'll, you'll use at least seven. There's going to be pinch runners. There's going to be all kinds of shit. All, I think it's going to be a flawed, ugly, grisly masterpiece is my prediction. Yeah, I think it'll be all sorts of crazy. I think the big keys from Yankee land are twofold. One... Is Garrett Cole going to earn the 30-plus million dollars? Now, Cole has not pitched well against you guys at Boston. He did not pitch great when I was up there a couple weeks ago. Yankees scored a ton of runs. Devers hit a three-run homer. Devers owns him, by the way. I went to two Yankee Red Sox games this year, both on Friday nights. Devers, I think, hit three-run homers in each of those games. So that's the one guy I don't want beating me. Well, and coming off the biggest hit of his of his being the best guy in the team career of the phase of his career and Sunday against Washington money. And then the second element in play, the Yankee lineup, because the Yankee Simmons did absolutely nothing over the weekend against Tampa Bay. Now they're facing the killer in Ovaldi. Ovaldi has normally owned them. He stunk the last time I saw him a couple weeks ago. He so did. have the Yankees solved the riddle of Ovaldi? Is that kind of an offshoot? I think that's what I'm trying to figure out truthful going into this game. Are the Yankees going to get a monster effort from Cole? I think they're going to need it. It doesn't have to be seven or eight innings. It's got to be five or six of one or two run baseball. But can the Yankee lineup that's been feast or famine all year, are they going to show up in this game? Yeah. Did you get hot a little before this game? Like you kind of peaked maybe a week to 10 days too early. 
And now, like, is Stanton going to be the same Stanton from August and September? I think Cole has the most pressure of anyone in either side in this game, right? They'll have a quick hook for him because you'll be able to use your whole pitching staff. And this is why you're paying him all this money. This is exactly what he's supposed to do, come in. I think the Red Sox against the hard-throwing righties has been a little dicey. You know, other than Devers and Schwarber, who's going to have to play, and whether he plays first base or DH, I guess we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I think the the hard-throwing righties can shut this team down. There are some games over the season, like there was a crazy Logan Gilbert game, and there's there's just been these moments where righties have just stymied them. Um, on the On the Red Sox side, yeah, I mean, you were following what was going on with their bullpen, right? It was like even worse than the Yankees bullpen, where we're we're grabbing guys. Brazier wasn't on the team five weeks ago, and it was our ace setup guy over the weekend. And Hansel Robles, any Mets fan can tell you about him. He's pointing up he to was, the sky. Normally, he's pointing up to the sky. He's giving up a five hundred foot home run. He's, he's pointing up that. at the five hundred foot homer as it's going over his head, and he became this weirdly reliable closer. But now Whitlock came back, who was our MVP this season. I think they'll be able to use Sale for an inning. I you think they'll be able to use me? Erod for an inning. How scares me. He's and how? got nasty stuff coming out of the bullpen. And I even thought that Saturday game with Stanton hit the grand slam, I was giddy when they took him out, quite frankly, if you remember, because they wanted to bring in the lefty to face Rizzo. Stanton rigs against lefties. How scares me against that Yankee lineup? Because he's nasty on righties. Nasty. But, but I do think the Yankees have an edge in the bullpen here. With Severino and Loisaga now back in the mix, I like the Yankee bullpen a lot more than the Red Sox bullpen. I do. Well, it depends. Are you including the starters we're going to be pitching? Like yesterday, they pitched uh, Pavetta, pitched an inning. Erod was out there. Like, you know, it's I, I do think they're going to use everybody. So it's not like typically it's one game. They just need outs. So I think pitching staff versus pitching staff, it's going to be pretty even. You still have the Chapman piece. I know he was throwing 101 yesterday, which pissed me off. But um, the Yankee fans, he's still a heart attack. Of course. Like you what feel you're good about Chapman. Is that each of the last two years, Chapman has been on the mound giving up a soul crushing home run. Did it to the Rays last season, Altuve two years ago. So, yeah, if the Yankees have a one run lead in the ninth inning, am I going to be overly confident in Raldis Chapman doing the job? Absolutely not. I'm curious because I feel like Red Sox fan is going to have a Yankee that just irrationally scares the shit out of them. I was going to ask you about this. I, I, I had I, the same topic in my head. All right, so I'm going to So Devers start. is, is no, Devers no, no, no. the... Devers, Devers your best player. So, like, he's the guy... But you're the most wanna... afraid of him. So, who's who's your number two I'm most afraid of guy? Kike Hernandez. That's a, that's a good choice. He kills the Yankees. He always has good at-bats. He had a ton of clutch hits against the Yankees this year. Like, Kike Hernandez in a big spot is going to sh- scare the shit out of me. Scared of shit out of me. The three guys that I really trust tomorrow, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but uh, I think Devers, Kike, and Schwerber. If not he plays. Bogarts. Interesting. You worried Bogarts about hasn't, Bogarts has not been good down the stretch. But swinging um, on a lot of crap. That's what I've noticed in watching It's been a disappointing Bogarts just in general. Um, yeah, those would be my three. And then, you know, what's funny, my dad said this time, I was talking to my dad, who's losing his mind about it. He just can't believe it. And I was like, I'm going on JJ's pod. He's like, Tell JJ, worst of luck. Um, but he was like, I can't believe we don't have Iglesias. That's like, a big uh, loss for you guys because he basically played throughout September, but you got he, him too late. He was like legitimately reliable. 
And he was probably the best defensive infielder we had. I mean, look, here's the nightmare scenario for the Red Sox tomorrow is Cole, uh, Avaldi doesn't totally have it and we give you guys extra outs. That's what they did in, uh, in the Washington series. There was one game, I think it was the Saturday game where, or maybe it's the Friday game. All this stuff's blending together where we literally gave them three extra outs and five at bats because everybody on the field is a below average defensive player average, basically. Except for now, pretty much it's it's the defense is bad. Like if you look at Erod's advanced stats, what his ERA is compared to like what you know they have like that FIP and XFIP, all that stuff. Erod was actually like pitched pretty well this year, but they just have no defense. So that's my worst fear. So anyway, uh, the Yankees that scare me the most, Stanton obviously just because the groove that he's in. Irrational is Gardner. Yes. Gardner fucking gets to me. I love it. I love I, it. I have a feeling Gordy's going to have guts. a big moment in this game. I hate his guts. Especially with your hatred and Jacko's hatred no. combined into one. Gordy's been a fabulous Yankee. Fabulous. Yeah, listen, it's. I saw your tweet. I thought it was terrible. It your was true amazing. Yankee, your no, true Yankee amazing. Brett Gardner thing. Like he, he hits 210 every year. He's gonna, he doesn't hit 210 every year. That's, that's he, wrong. His 12 pitch at-bats where even whether he gets on base or not, the other pitcher, the pitcher's so frustrated that he had to spend 12 pitches as Brett Gardner is doing that little flick foul ball thing. And then either he gets on base or he's out, but then the next guy comes up and hits like a triple. I just can't stand him. I hate looking at his face. I'd have, I'd honestly have trouble being nice to him if I was this in the same room. This is going to be so amazing. It's like a I'm sports hate. That Gardner has like a triple in the right center field. Uh, it ends up being a difference in a game. Like if there's one Yankee that's going to have like a moment tomorrow, I am praying that is going. All the Red Sox, not since Paul O'Neill have all the Red Sox fans hated a Yankee Two like this. Two of my favorite all-time Yankees. Yeah, Paul O'Neill's another one. Two I, of my favorites. Even seeing him as an announcer bothers me. Like if you if you told me, hey, good news, I got guard. Like the Yan- let's say the Yankees win and they're playing the Rays, and you're like, good news, I got Gardner on the pod. I'd be bummed out. I wouldn't listen to it. That's, That's how I feel. Nice. That's no, nice. I just, I don't like Brett I Gardner. I'm sorry. I myself to all of your Red Sox nonsense, your 30 for 30, your Mac Jones. You know, I thought we were cool. You know, I Who is your I least favorite some... Red Sox of the last 20 years? Ooh. That is a great question. I'm going to give you two guys. Great. Two guys. They were both on the dynasty teams. Let's see if you can uh, nail them. If you want to yeah. call it a Red Sox dynasty. I, I'll take it. They are not Hall of Fame players, by the way. Okay. Can I guess? Yeah, I want you to guess. That's the idea. Oh, Trot's definitely one of them. Hundred percent. Because Trot was like kind he of our Paul O'Neill. Yeah, killed the Yankees. Killed Roger Clemens. Never wanted to see him up in a big spot. Now, full disclosure: if Trot Nixon was a Yankee, I would have loved him. So I'm just throwing that out there. But I could not stand Trot Nixon. Um, there's another guy. I went to the I went to the game in 2000 the one nothing game when he had the hit oh that Sunday night baseball game yeah, that was that Pedro was a great Clemens one. that was an awesome game that was a great one and awesome game I owe it, he, he just kind of suited he semi owned the Yankees I don't think he fully owned it I think Ortiz was the one that fully owned the Yankees and then Manny would have stretches where if he caught the Yankees as he was on the hot stretch he would just demolish them for three straight days Ortiz always scared me more than Manny of course he reason. did. Yeah, he, he had just, to. And listen, it goes without saying that I hate Ortiz, just like it goes without saying that you hate Derek Jeter. But the other Red Sox... There's respect, pitcher. though. Oh, absolutely. But the other Red Sox is a pitcher. Interesting. Pitcher. 
He was not Wait. on the, I'll give you a hint, was not on the 014. Oh, then it was Papelbon. Hated Papelbon. Yeah. Couldn't stand Papelbon. And I got great satisfaction when the Yankees would beat him because they had plenty of success against him over the years. Plenty of success. Yeah, that's fair. I, I used to hate Chapman, but now he's become kind of sad. He's like a Paul Thomas Anderson how can, character. How can you hate Chapman? I feel Just like anytime comes he comes out, he's pouring game, he sweat. It seems like he's going to have Tommy John surgery tomorrow. It's, it's hard to have the same kind of animosity with him. No, it's Gardner. Stanton, the smug look on Stanton's face, I have not liked at all the last two months after just being overpaid for five years. And now he's on a hot streak and he's just kind of strutting around like he's the bad guy in an 80s movie. And him and Judge together, it just looks like they're going to go lift weights. Like, fuck those guys. I don't like them. Um, Judge, I don't like how everybody has to tell me what a great guy Judge is. I didn't know this was a contest. I thought this was a sport. I didn't know we are having a good guy contest. Like, just what are your stats? How you doing? Um, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, is LeMayhew out for this game? So I was going to ask you about Martinez. Is Martinez playing this game? They put LeMayhew on the IL, which means one or two guys starts for the Yankees. They go with Odor, and they go with his bat and his spunk, or they take the Bronx kid, Velasquez, put him at shortstop, and move Urshela back to third. It's amazing, by the way, that Urshela did not, like, break every, like, bone in his body running full speed into the dugout yesterday. I don't know yeah, if you saw that. I amazing, did. Amazing, amazing catch. Um but I think would, Odor's going to play, and I have a feeling Odor could have a big hit in the game. They'll pull him away for defense, but he's he's had some big hits for the Yankees this season. He has. I would rather I would rather you play Odor because what, what did he hit two ten this year? Yeah, like, put another two ten hitter in the lineup. The Bronx kid in the game. He's not. He's really, really good defensively, though. He's well. He's going to come in for defense late in the game. Yeah. Or or they're going to save Wade. See, that's what they've been doing with Wade. They don't want to put Wade in. They'll wait. High game, down a run, let him go run, play defense, steal a bag. You almost need to, like, save him as a weapon, you know? Who's catching for you, you think, in this game? Personal catcher for Cole. Right. There's no chance Sanchez is catching. So we lose Sanchez's bat. He'll come in and strike out in a pinch hit spot in, like, the eighth. He's I'm already excited for that. Yeah. He is Can't wait for that. Three strikes and out. Um, The JD thing is interesting. So I was on a couple Red Sox threads today. There's a feeling like maybe not the not the biggest body blow in the world if he doesn't play. So if Martinez doesn't play, what would you DH Schwaber? Right. Okay. And you if Bobby D, D so is it first. Then I'd keep Bobby D at first and he'll strike out twice against Cole. But the goal would be once you get into the later innings, Bobby D might have a hit. Bobby D's been good and since Homer the All-Star break. And Homer against Chapman a couple weeks ago. Bobby D against lefties, I trust. Against the hard-throwing righties, do not trust. But you know, how many guys in the Red Sox can get cold? D- J.D., especially if he's hurt and the ramifications are I have a hurt J.D. in the lineup and then I have Schwarber playing first base who's, he might be the worst defensive first baseman we've ever had. You I'd have to really Luke think Boyd. about it. All right, for your team, maybe. I was going to say, my, I'm saying Luke for Boyd. the Red Sox. Luke Boyd can't move. Legitimately cannot move. We ha- we've had some bad situations. Like, there were some early Movon years that were pretty rough. There was a Jack Clark, some Jack Clark cameos near the end of his career. But uh, but Kyle Schwarber, like he had to play the other day with, uh, man, who was in there? It was Adovino. And just a ground ball to, to, to Schwarber. All he had to do is beat the guy to the bag. And instead he tried to shovel scoop it to Brazier, who was three feet away. So it's just like flying against his chest and was there. It was like, what are you doing? Like he has no idea how to play first base. But 
they need his bat in this game. So you, I, I, if he DHs or they have to get him in the field somehow. So if JD doesn't play, then then what is your outfield looking like? Because you can't play Iglesias now. So do you play right. Kike in center field? Or are you playing Kike at second base? I think Kike has to play center field, and you have to play Arroyo at second base. So you're gonna play Christian Arroyo tomorrow? I think you game. have to. He wow. had some big hits in the first half of the year. I feel like and I then he got seen hurt. Him. You know, I saw him outside of Fenway Park, and I like forgot who it was for a hot second. I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, you're on the team, Christian Arroyo." That's right. That's if they play. If no, they Travis, play, you wouldn't play Shaw tomorrow. Lefty you could. Bat? I would. You one hundred percent could. You That's could play Shaw. Do. You could play. Uh, you could play Sean Schwarber. No Bobby D at all. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They. The thing is, if Kike's not in the outfield. The outfield defense is abominable, which might not factor in in Fenway, right? Like we've we've had it all kinds of ways. In 18, we had uh, the best outfield defense probably they'll have in my lifetime. And it really mattered in Fenway and especially in that center to right field. We just, there were doubles that turned into singles and should have been triples that turned into doubles and guys, it was amazing. And now we have the complete opposite. So if Kike's not in center and it's not like he's, you know, Paul Blair in the seventies. Um, but at least he's better than anybody we have. And if he's not in there, it's got the outfield will fuck up a play in this game. It's guaranteed. So your biggest fear now is that you've had this great run of dominance of being able to shove it in the Yankee fans face. You had 2004, you had 2018 where you beat the Yankees in the division series. And even though you it was didn't wonderful. Have that was a great year. I really loved it. Dodgers. Well, everything went right. See, the Red Sox. The, Dodger fans still complaining ass. that we we stole signals when we Yankees didn't. And, and the Dodgers. I mean, that's as good as it gets for you, basically. It was Aside wonderful. Aside from all four, of course. Wonderful. Was in my in the stands with my young son for the Steve Pierce game. It was great. Steve Wonderful Pierce. stuff. The Guy Steve Pierce an game. absolute stiff with the Yankees. Turns yeah. into Babe Ruth we had a, their team. We had a Ugh. Steve Pierce game. We, you, let, you know it's good when the games are named after the guys. That was the Steve Pierce game. No, my fear with this game, it's a pure hatred for the Yankees and them winning and how I know it's going to, how I know the next 24 to 36 hours will go. The irony of this is Tampa's probably well, going to kill gonna either say. one of us. So that, that's my point. Like, if the Yankees win tomorrow, it'll be great. You'll be drowning in your sorrows. The Red Sox Nation is brought down a peg. Awesome. I can't really talk a lot of shit if they go and lose four games to Tampa. You know what I mean? But if the Red Sox win, and even if they lose to Tampa, it's like, hey, we beat the Yankees. You guys still haven't won since 2009. Yeah. And that's why, going back to our earlier point, I bring a full circle. There's more on the line for the Yankees. Now, if you tell me the Yankees go on some Cinderella run, win the AL, win the World Series, sure, I get your point, Simmons. But if they lose to Tampa Bay, what shit talking can I do over the next couple months? I can't do anything. You can't. I will say this. Your team has a higher upside against Tampa than we do. I agree with that. I, the Yankees would be a more dangerous playoff team. Cole, also, like the Severino Luisaga thing, the Severino Luisaga thing became a real thing, like re- obviously really recently, but at least you can kind of see how it would go in a playoff series. And if you get anything from Chapman for a month, I mean, we had Kimbrell in 2018 who is a corpse of a corpse. But we won the World Series with them. We were able to get it done, and Chapman could at least be that. But the 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 power bats and the fact that you have Stanton and Judge just healthy at the same time is better than anything we have, I think. Don't I'll you think? give you an X factor, though, that scares the crap out of me tomorrow. Alex Cora against Aaron Boone. That is, that is a major, major mismatch. Even if you go back to that Sunday night game, 
where he basically made that like lineup maneuver. He forced the Yankees' hand. He got Clay Holmes out of the game. I'm screaming at Aaron Boone, dude, what in God's name are you doing? There is a possibility this could be Aaron Boone's last game managing the New York Yankees. Because like if they lose this game tomorrow, if he is given a contract extension, I apologize for the aneurysm I'm going to have doing a podcast in a few weeks. I'm just letting you know now. I'm going to explode. Cora is better in this type of game, too, because this is like a there's a it's there's a quick hook element to it. We saw it with Sale yesterday. Didn't have it against Washington. Took him out with 65 pitches. If you look at the box score, it wasn't like a disaster. But if you're watching it, you're like, oh, he didn't have it. So Cora looks at that and goes, I'm going to take him out. I'll just use my bullpen. Maybe I can get an inning or two out of him on Tuesday. And that was the right move. Like Cora's, I I think he's done an unbelievable job. You think of like what happened in this Red Sox team with the COVID, how we had to battle that in August and September. And then our closer died. Like Matt Barnes, like section eight. Have you had a Yankees closer that just all of a sudden during the season it, it was just over. I can't say a closer. Guy made the all-star team. I can give you two guys, though. Tom Gordon, Paul hmm. Quantrill. Where they right. were. Quantrill especially, because they kept using Gordon in 04. Like, he yep. was still a big part of the plans. Tory pitched Paul Quantrill legitimately every day in the first Beat half of that 04 season. By the time you hit the second half and the end of the year, the guy was completely cooked. And the only reason he pitched in the walk-off Ortiz game is because the Yankees were basically out of pitchers. So Torrey's throwing his hands up saying, well, I I I need somebody here. That's the only peril I can find. Because remember, I've had Mariano for 18 and 19 years and you don't have to worry about it. Well, before that, you had Wetland. And Wetland in 96 was... Well, Wetland in 96 was amazing. Wetland in 95 was a nightmare to the point where Buck Showalter didn't trust him. He couldn't right, that even was pitch him in game five because he put him in game four. Martinez hit a grand slam. They had to bring Jack Mc... He didn't know what he had in Mariano, and he had yeah. to bring Jack McDowell in with a one-run lead, and that didn't exactly work out. Yeah, it's so... The closer thing is so weird. And this is not the first time this has happened on the Red Sox, but Barnes was lights out. I actually, like, really legitimately trusted him. And now it's like, I he you probably won't see him tomorrow. And if you, you see him, it'll be You know this is coming down next. to either Adovino or Whitlock getting big outs against the Yankees. I don't think we see Adovino tomorrow. I really don't. Wow. I you don't. do not think, why? Because he just completely lost it? Interesting. I don't. Listen, I think, I, if I'm you, I trust Halk a lot more than Adovino. I think Adovino. No, I'll stay. tell you. I, I think you 100% see Whitlock. You will see Halk. I think you see Sale for an inning. You might see Erod for an inning. Um, I think you'll see Brazier. I think he kind of, kind of, kind of won everybody's trust these last ten days or so. He was really good. He was he made really good pitches, and uh, I think he's out there. I do not. Out of you know, no. He's he's too many dark moments with that dude this year, and it's like there's like a black cloud around him now. I wouldn't use him. Who's closing this game if everything goes according to plan for you? Who's doing what? Closing the game. If you could draw up the perfect scenario, who's pitching a ninth inning? Probably Sale. Interesting. I think I, Interesting. we saw it in the World Series, and I think we could see it again. I think that's who it would be. I can't imagine they would bring in Robles. Is is oh, I hope solid as he's been. Would, but I, please, please bring in Robles. It just Let feels Robles so. It game. feels please. so Chirale the ass. 
So what happens if Cole, if we touch him up to four runs first two innings? Who's warming up for you? Allow, I don't think they'll allow him to give up four runs. Quick hook. I do. So who's it? Who's coming in? You're not going to go to a starter in the middle of an inning. So you bring in a reliever to put out the fire. So you so might Clay go to Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. You might go to Peralta. I don't want to go to Green. Green scares the crap out of me in this game. He's given up way too many big home runs this year. I want to see I Green think, in this game. Green, what is he, 15 homers? Green. Bring Green you in. I want to see Green. Would love to see him. Uh, you're going to have to see Chapman. But I think they would look to Seve as the guy to go and bridge the gap between Cole and the back end of the bullpen. Or you go and look at Holmes and Peralta and say, all right, guys, like you did yesterday, get out of a jam, pitch another inning, See where it kind of takes you from there. The Yankees can piece this together, but in reality, you got a $30 million a year pitcher going tomorrow. Can I get five or six innings of one or two run baseball out of Garrett Cole? Please. I'm not asking too much either. Five innings, six innings, two runs. We have home field advantage. We have a better manager. We'll have most of the fans there, but I'm going to assume it'll be like 15 to 20%. Yeah, 15 to 20% Yankee fans. Yeah. Um, and I think the bullpens, honestly, considering we're using our starters for one game, are a wash. When it go, whoever goes to the next series, that's where it becomes a little harder. That's where you'll have to see Adovino in like a huge game three and stuff like that. In this game, everybody's playing, and uh, I can't believe I'm going to miss Jose Iglesias. I guess that's what, uh, what th- that'll be my lasting thought for you. This guy we picked up on September third was like this massive loss for this one game playoff. That could have been. I was on a text thread with. Today, with one guy, was like that could have been our Bucky Dent, where he hits the three run homer, and the Yankee fans are like, too. "Who the who He's the pesky. fuck is Jose Iglesias? Where this coming from?" But I do feel like Kiki Verdugo, um, Schwarber, Devers, like those are four guys who are going to have really good at bats. And then Vasquez is weird; you wouldn't know from the stats, but well, he'll have the random he big had a hit, monster home run the last yeah. time they played in the postseason. That one that barely made it over the short porch at Yankee Stadium. That was the difference between you guys winning that game or playing a game five back in Boston. So before you say goodbye, I know you're picking the Red Sox. You think the Red Sox, well, what is your confidence? I'm not level? picking you anything. You, you have to. You're on the show. You have to pick the game. Not picking anything. Oh, I, come my only, on. Come my on, only prediction. Right, fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rephrase it then. I'm going to rephrase because I'm going to be polite. You're nice enough to do this. Confidence yep. level. One being the lowest, 10 being the highest. Where do you stand? 24 hours before game time. I, I a mess. That's so you're my not that's, confident. That's what that tells me. Okay. No, I'm really nervous. I, this is not a great Red Sox team. Throw a number out there. JJ, we're I think we're 27 and 27 in our last 54 games. This is not a great Red Sox Join team. Join the club. It's been the roller coaster year yeah. for both of us. I know. So I'm trying to I'm trying to graduate to we're in the nothing to lose stage of the season. Our over-under was 81. Nobody expected us to be here. Supposed to be a transition year. We punted on the trade deadline. Didn't didn't even think this team was good enough to make some trades. Protected the farm system. And now we have a home playoff game against a team that, honestly, we've owned the century against. I said it. I can't even talk shit. I will tell you this. I love you. You're the best. I wish you nothing but the worst tomorrow. I'm going to leave <laughs> Me too. That. Nothing I hope you have worst. a terrible time and a and really sad drive st- home. I hope we can still be friends after this. You we any, will be uh, friends. You have any lunch dinner recommendations for me before I hit the town? No, I just, I just hope you, you have a sad drive home. You probably want food poisoning. You probably. I don't, don't want, want you to have a good TV. time tomorrow. I don't want to give you a good food recommendation. And I want. I hope you have a really upsetting day. We we will see.
We'll see. All right. Bye, buddy. Good to see you. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 40% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Going for your first ever run around the park. Literally running errands all over town. Running for the finish line and your personal best. If you run, you're a runner. Find the shoes and clothes to run your way at newbalance.com slash running. New Balance. Run your way. So, always a blast to, you know, wish our pal Bill from Los Angeles nothing but the worst as we get ready for the American League wildcard game with the Yankees and the Red Sox. But I would have probably have done a green room on this Anyway, if we didn't have this bonus edition of New York, New York coming your way, Louis Rojas is out as New York Met manager. And this should not come as a surprise to anyone. The Mets had a first half division lead. They saw that lead go right in the tank. There were plenty of games. There were plenty of moments throughout the course of this season. And even going back to last year, where it was painfully obvious that Rojas was in over his head when it comes to running and dealing with being a big league manager. I mean, the game that I see in my nightmares, if I'm a New York Mets fan, and I'm sure there are plenty, but this one just comes to mind because it was when the Mets were still somewhat relevant, trying to play their way into the postseason. The idea of pitching to De La Cruz, you remember that Marlin game? The Mets decided to pitch to the only guy who was worth the damn, basically, in the Marlins lineup with a guy hitting like 140 on deck. And they said, nah, we're going to pitch Dela Cruz with two outs. We're not going to walk him. I mean, that is the sort of stuff you saw on a nightly basis from Louis Rojas. Louis might be a good man. He clearly was a good soldier for the Mets. He's been in the organization a long time. Maybe they reassign him. But the Mets need a legitimate leader as far as I'm concerned. Now, the search for a manager is not the first order of business. The first search, to me, is getting a legit director of baseball operations. And hearing what you've heard from Sandy Alderson over the last few days would scare me a little bit. I want somebody coming in here and booting Sandy the hell out, basically. They're not going to fire him, but basically transition him into being a consultant. Like, you think Billy Bean, and I know they have a relationship, and I know they're super tight. You think Billy Bean is listening to Sandy Alderson at this stage in his life? You can say, hell no. I'm running a show. I'm coming in here. I'm doing what I want. A lot of people have mentioned Theo Epstein as the dream hire. And listen, I think it'd be fantastic. The guy is a Hall of Famer. He's won two championships in places that never won before that in Boston. Simmons probably wants a statue of Theo Epstein. Or the Cubs and in Chicago, when you go from 1908 to 2016, you can understand why. But the idea of Billy Bean with Bob Melvin, I think it's almost a dream scenario for the Mets. 
Bean has the Mets in his blood. Bean always, there's been this question of what can he do if he's given the opportunity to have big market resources? Nobody knows the answer to that question. So I find that rather intriguing. And from a managerial standpoint, Bob Melvin is fantastic. Listen, I just cashed the bet on the Oakland A's over. I've bet him, I feel like, the last three or four years, and it's good to me. It's been a winning bet because they're a well-run organization. Bob Melvin is really, really good at his job. So if I get that brain trust and that partnership coming in, I love it from a Mets standpoint. It's tough to say at this point what the Mets will do as far as the manager until I know who's in charge. Is it Sandy? Is it a new director of baseball ops that's from outside the organization? I hope that it is. And where maybe he wants to go in hiring a manager. Now, one name they can hear a lot, I think, circled around the Mets is Carlos Beltran. I think Beltran will be a very good big league manager. My only question for the Mets would be, after what you just went through with Louis Rojas, do you want to go down the road of bringing in somebody again now who's never done the job? I don't know. And again, that's why the director of baseball operations is going to have a much better understanding of what exactly he is looking for. But it's simple. So Rojas is out, and now we try to figure for the Mets. House quitting in order needed to happen. What's next? 2022 means a whole lot of spending money. And I think it needs to be a whole way of doing business if you're going to take that next step as an organization. So we're back tomorrow. And we're going to have a pregame show from Fenway Park on Green Room. Then after the game, after the madness, it's probably going to take me about 30 minutes to fire up Green Room. We're going to do that. And then we're going to post everything. So if you miss it, it will be on our pod feed. We got you covered every which way. Green Room, download the app and follow me before the game, after the game. Now monitor my Twitter page, John underscore Jastrzemski, for exactly when we're going to get started. We're going to try to start as soon as possible. But I could just tell you from being at Fenway Park a couple of weeks ago and now knowing what I'm walking into tomorrow night, it's going to be absolute madness. It's going to be absolute chaos. So I'd say within 20 to 30 minutes. Worst case scenario, 40 minutes for when we will be up and running. So Yankee fans, say your prayers. You don't want Simmons happy. You don't want Red Sox Nation happy. I want to be looking forward to a game, a show Thursday. Maybe even a trip down to Florida for all we know. I don't want to be looking forward to the reckoning from the New York Yankees. Tomorrow, say your prayers. Good stuff, guys. Enjoyed this bonus edition. JJ out. Be good, everybody.